guys, welcome to Unleashed No Judgments. This is Tess. I'm Jackie. And I don't even know what number we're on anymore for episodes. I think we have decided we are just going to stop numbering episodes. <laughs> because after a while, numbers are hard for me. I love math, but I have self-diagnosed number dyslexia. So <laughs> I can't write down phone numbers. I can't do phone numbers. Just like they say in Archer... All words are made-up words, and all numbers are made-up numbers, so. There is a lot of truth to that. It reminds me of the book, like, Fringle or something like that. I don't know if anybody remembers that book. Never heard of it. Where a kid was getting in trouble in middle school because he tried to rename a pen into a Fringle, and his principal was getting so pissed and tried to, like, ban the use of this word. (laughs) And it was so, it was such an absurd book. But hopefully, listeners, you know what I'm talking about. We got in trouble for using the words pen and pencil as euphemisms because we were all in, like, junior high and perverts, so. (laughs) We are all so creative when we're in junior high and high school. The (laughs) The energy that we put into stuff like that. I remember a group of guys in my high school thought they were so smart when they would talk about a girl being so good at reading or she killed it in science and they identified different subject matters for different body parts so if they were good at reading they had really nice really nice tits (laughs) always good for reading if they were good in science booty i don't remember what legs was i think it was like english or something but they thought they were so smart And then we caught on to it, so we started throwing it back at them in conversations. So we had people who were super geniuses in my school, and my county, all the schools. They said something that the teachers would never catch on to. Instead of saying they got drunk on the weekends, they had this crazy term that was completely different. They would say they got crunk on the weekends. Fucking idiots. (laughs) All of them. I was like, really? That's the same thing. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I was so close. It's not Fringle, it's Frindle. Oh. F-R-I-N-D-L-E by Andrew Clements. That is the book. Never heard of it. Like I said, it's like a junior high, Hmm. late middle school, I mean late elementary school book. Anywho, but welcome to the podcast, guys. (laughs) We appreciate you being here. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) We're like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You are just throwing out the <laughs> the movie and the TV references. I got to start catching up, apparently. I'm going to make book references, so I'll see what else <laughs> I can do there. But how was your week? How are you starting? Or would you like me to start? Um, so I'll just say real quick, week, well, week is, week was okay. Weekend's a different story. We'll hop into that a little later. But week is going good. Coop is recuperating. <laughs> Uh, a little dad joke there for Father's Day. No, everything's going good. How how about you? How's your week going? It is going. I am officially to that uncomfortable point of pregnancy where it just hurts. She doesn't have enough space in my belly. I'm sure she's trying to make space. Yeah, by pushing my kidneys to the back and pushing my stomach up into my diaphragm and everything else. It's very interesting. That's got to be uncomfortable. Week is going good. Um... Yeah, had a very lazy weekend. I think we've made it through another season of Lucifer over the weekend because that is what we've (laughs) recently been watching. But it was one of the really crappy moments where 
we were nearing the end of season three and a couple of those episodes were like, uh, why? You know what I mean? Like you've had those in shows where it's like, why was this episode necessary? Oh yeah. And thought exactly that. And then as we're trying to wind down and go to bed last night, we've started this new thing where we watch Netflix down in our family room and then we do have a TV in our room. So it's like, okay, we're starting to get tired. Let's go upstairs and watch one more episode when we're in bed. And of course, those are like the greatest episodes where they leave you on the cliffhangers and there's all this action happening and we're just like, seriously, we wasted like three to four hours of our day watching these episodes that meant nothing to the storyline and now we have these super intense ones. Ah, That's how it works. (laughs) And so we may have stayed up until midnight last night. (laughs) So we've been watching the Pluto app. It's on Roku or Fire Stick, probably really whatever you you use to stream your channels but the pluto app it's free and bob ross has his own channel and the price is right has their own channel and i'm probably only talking to myself but jersey shore has its own channel so we've pretty much just been watching bob ross and the price is right for the last couple days very nice that (laughs) sounds like so much fun uh yeah we love it it's great I've never wanted to paint so badly in my life. I was just about to ask if you have gone out and bought some art supplies yet to start painting with Bob Ross. No, it's on my Christmas list, though. Christmas is like six months away, bud. I know, I'm cheap. So, But it's Prime Deals Day today. That's, that is fair. <laughs> However, kind of unemployed. Yes. But also, I'm starting from scratch, so, you know, I just... It's a lot of stuff to buy at once. I'd just rather someone else buy it for me. But I'll tell you what, nobody makes you feel like you can paint like Bob Ross does. <laughs> that there is a lot of truth to that. And I also understand and support. I know I just pushed it being Amazon Prime Deal Days. And I woke up to like text messages from my friend of, hey, this is on sale and this is on sale. I was like, great, where at? They're like, Amazon Prime Day. I was like, nope, not logging on to Amazon. I will buy so much stuff that I don't need just because it's like 40% off, 60% off. Yeah, this is not the day to log on. No. So. (laughs) Although we have dog food coming from Amazon tonight. Lovely. Tom can get that when he gets home. It's heavy. Yeah, let them do the heavy lifting. Let the men do that. Well, no, women can do it too. I just can't right now. I still keep getting yelled at for trying to do heavy lifting at almost 34 weeks pregnant because we're not supposed to because it constrained the babies. I don't like that sense of dependency now that I have when trying to carry heavy things in. Oh my gosh. Girl, milk that shit. I wasn't raised that way. You're like, I can't lift it. I'm physically unable to. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to. <laughs> See, I'm not that way. Mine is, I want to. I just am not allowed to. And so I keep getting yelled at. And snapped at and told, put that down. But I'm like, but I'm already like three feet away from where I need to carry it to from downstairs. So stop yelling at me. Yeah, that's got to be hard because you're just, it's almost like you're, you're giving up a form of independence. Oh yeah, it feels that way. And I'm never one to ask for help. I know this goes back to an episode that we've had however many ago where we talked about asking for help. I'm not good at it. I don't like asking for help. I don't like that vulnerability. I was always taught just to do it myself. Same. And me having to ask, be like, hey, can you, like, carry this inside for me? I'm just like, no. I feel like I'm just putting people out. I hate asking for help 
because I know I can do it myself and I also like to prove that I can do it myself. Yeah, exactly. So I do have for my kind of event this week, since I am just jumping in, I do have a follow up event, I guess, that kind of counters what I talked about last week, where I know last week we talked about my new car. We talked about how I actually had a really good experience with my dealer and them being super kind and not pushy. Well, I take it all back. (laughs) I knew it was too good to be true. I take it all back because I swear I have gotten like four or five emails from them asking for survey answers and information and a, hey, just wanted to check in. I've gotten two or three text messages from people at the dealership. Oh my gosh. Can you at least like unsubscribe to whatever they're texting? No, because it's from like their actual cell phones. Oh, no. Where it was like, hey, this is so-and-so. I am the service manager at this dealership please here are our hours please reach out da, 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 da. or it was today was the most awkward i think this is the third time i've had a call from him mind you i didn't answer one of them as you should it the other one he did leave a voicemail because it was a number i didn't recognize this was this is where i got caught where it's like i kind of recognized the number so i answered it and i was like hey this was your salesperson at tim daly nissan murray just wanted to call and see how's your new car doing like do you love it and is it everything you wanted and I'm like yeah it's great like I've had it for a week it's well you mentioned how you want it to be good driving up the canyon how is it I was like it's good for now but a big thing was wanting it to be able to handle in the snow and it's been over 100 degrees so haven't quite been able to test that oh yeah I guess that's true and he literally had the most awkward like Five to ten seconds worth of silence. Yeah, I don't like that. No. And I was like, so, yep, I love it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, call me or text me if you guys need anything. Just like, we just want to reach out and see how you like your car. Yeah, so when I went to go buy a car, I guess they were always like, all right, that's yours, now bye. Bye forever. Never hear from us again. Don't come back. Just make those payments. Yeah, see, I, I wish I would have had that too. And I get they're doing follow-up. And maybe, and I was waiting. This is what I was really waiting for. I was really waiting for this kid to ask me why I haven't done my survey. And I think I mentioned the survey in the meeting last week. In our meeting. Oh, it was that one that was calling you? Yeah, it was that one. Ugh. I'm really thankful that he didn't bring up the survey. Because no, I didn't do it. Because I didn't want to lie. But he may have probably gotten written up if I would have completed the survey. So thinking back on that what you should have done was, hey, if I give you a good survey, what else are you going to give me? Because you've been horrible. And if I'm honest, you're going to get fired. What are you going to do to keep your job? <laughs> I mean, I could. I think right now I'm just too tired. That's fair. I don't want to deal with that. I'm just, no. And that's not what a good person does. Yeah, don't want to manipulate the poor kid that literally struggled with life. During selling him the car. Well, not selling him, selling me the car. He was like, I'm also just learning about this car. (laughs) It seemed like it. But for real though, I was like, today when I got that call, I'm just thinking, please go away. I've only had this car for a week. And you had more contact with me than my family combined over the past week. He's your family now. That's your brother. No. (laughs) No. I am okay with that. Not being the fact. 
Do you need to go check on him? Nope. Thomas should be home soon. He doesn't listen to me anyway. He's like, where the fuck is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all fuckers put this code on me and then you just leave? <laughs> fuck you. I know it was you, Mom. Dad would never do this. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> so, in Jackie's mind, Samuel L. Jackson is the commentator for her dog's life. He's a commentator for my whole life. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I channel him daily. <laughs> you guys have been outside, right? You get it. Yeah. People. Ew. People. The worst. Humans. So yeah, I think that is really my only event that I have for this week. Is just how this great experience of new car buying just has turned so sour. And I don't like it. Hmm. Trying to think if there's any way you could get, like, any free stuff out of him right now. (laughs) You are just on that kick. Girl, I need some new wipers. Maybe say, hey, if you don't get my friend Jackie new wipers for her Kia that you guys don't even sell here. In St. Louis. (laughs) Four or five states away. Do it. (laughs) Please help her. She's too lazy to go to the store. <laughs> the say. store, like it's fucking Walmart. I got. Oh well, no, it is Walmart. I could just go to Walmart, but then I'd have to go to Walmart. So I get mine from Costco. I don't have a Costco card. Guess I could go to like Amazon or. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers in. <laughs> I do try to get everything I can off Amazon. AutoZone. There you go. Same thing. Same (laughs) difference. What, Miss Jackie, do you have to focus on for your event of this week? Ugh. Shit. All right. Buckle in. Ooh. It's a a long one. It's a big one. So mine is, mine's more of a kind of a serious, personal one. Okay. Some of you may be able to relate. I honestly hope you can't relate. Mine is with my mom. Well, and I'm going to preface this with appreciate you sharing the close and the personal. Because even if you say I don't want you to relate or be able to relate, pretty sure a large percentage of people will be able to relate in some way or the other. So, that being said. Yeah, so everybody's moms are different. Some moms are great. Some moms are not. Some moms try their hardest but still can't. Some moms, like mine just kind of kind of think it's everybody else's fault and all everybody else's issues so here goes so so dealing with my mom is like dealing with an entitled teenager if anybody's ever had to deal with one of those yep yeah so like whenever she doesn't get her way with something she will get mad and she'll throw a hissy fit about it like if it's not her way then fuck you oh She'll literally get really upset, even even if it's, like, out of our hands, you know? Just, like, she never remembers anything that doesn't have to do with her. Or if it impacts her plans in a negative way, mm. she will just conveniently forget about it. Like, this weekend, like I kind of said earlier. So, our dog Cooper had surgery last week. And just like I said on the podcast, I told her the exact same thing. I went over it, I explained it, and I explained that we really can't leave him alone. Yeah. He has to be monitored. So she calls me on Saturday, or she texts me 
hey, call me, which she always does. And 99% of the time, that phone call could be a text message. Just text. So I call her, and I put her on speakerphone, because Tom was sitting next to me. And I knew it was going to be something about this weekend. So I call her, hey, this Saturday, can you go pick up Grandpa and bring him to Alton? Huh. No, Mom, I'm sorry, we can't do that. We can't leave Cooper, because if we go pick up Grandpa, which is an hour and a half away from where we live, we would pretty much have to drop him off for dinner and come home. Yeah. So she's like, well, why can't you go do that? I go, well, Mom, Cooper had surgery. Oh, well, what did he have surgery on? And it's kind of one of those, I've explained this. <laughs> yeah. I go, Mom, I told you. He had FHO surgery. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Just in that tone of voice. And I told her his femoral head ostectomy. I explained it once again. Told her again what it was. Sent her pictures of his incision and everything. Oh, so you can't go pick him up? So I have to go pick him up? Well, Mom, you were the one that told us you were taking him to Alton. And I told you, so we'll go meet you in Alton. Is that okay? And you said, yes. And I explained to her again why. So after a bit of going back and forth and just trying to get it figured out without any arguments or anything, Tom and I were like, look, we'll pay for your guests to go up there. We'll pay for Grandpa's meal. Oh, okay, well, that's fine. And is this her father? Yes. So she's making a scene about having to go pick up her father for Father's Day and blaming it on you. That she said she wanted to do in the first place. Exactly. Where would I expect your mother to remember that he specifically had FOH surgery? No. But remembering that your dog had surgery on his leg and needs to be monitored? Yes. You would think so. The little tiny details. The little details, maybe not. Understandable. But understanding, oh no, their pet had surgery and they can't leave him alone. Yeah. That's basic stuff to understand. And I mean, normally, we would have no problem going up to get Grandpa. Tom and I both love spending time with Grandpa. We absolutely love it. Tom has just the best time hanging out and talking with him. They have the best stories together. I love watching both of them together because it warms my heart. There's a reason why your grandpa's been your wholesome moment how many times now. Exactly. And Tom treats my grandpa just like he were his own grandpa. Absolutely. Normally, we would have zero issue going up to get him. It's just this one time. Because we told her last weekend, hey, we can't go up. Coop had surgery. And she said, okay, that's fine. So I know. I told her. It's just she chooses not to remember because, well, it's not about her. And again, it kind of impacts her plans. And it's her not getting her way. It's no longer convenient for her to have it set up the way that she initially did. So I'm going to change it. Exactly. Exactly. And if you try to tell her something and it's not what she wants to hear, she will either start yelling at you that she is, quote, an adult and doesn't need you attacking me, unquote. Or she will say, and I'm quoting, and I'm not kidding, blah, 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 I can't hear you, and then hang up the phone. You know, like an adult does. What? Oh, I'm not kidding. I am not joking. She has done that whole blah, 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 I can't hear you on the phone thing anytime I was trying to talk to her about something that she didn't want to hear. Like when she was going around showing everybody back home 
pictures of my wedding dress from my wedding dress try-on. And I was trying to tell her to please stop showing those photos. Those are not hers to show. She showed my grandpa my wedding photo, my wedding dress photo. I didn't get to have that moment because she wanted to take it for herself. Why? And when I tried to explain to her, hey, please stop showing people those photos. I invited them to my wedding. That's, that's my moment you're taking away from me. She did that blah, 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 I can't hear you. Well, no, first she goes, Ugh, it's just a dress, Jackie. No, it's not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, she tries saying it was just a dress. And when I go, but mom, it's, it's my wedding. It's my wedding dress. It's my day. I should get to have that moment. She goes, you know what? You're just kind of being a bitch. Blah, blah, blah. I can't hear you hung up the phone. I feel like there has to be some demon that possesses both your mother and my mother or my father because they do the exact same thing. Like my mom does the exact same thing, whether it be to me or to my siblings. I will never forget when my brother and sister-in-law announced that they were pregnant and they immediately said, please do not tell anybody else. We have not told Brittany's family, my sister-in-law's family, right? They told us first they were going to head over to her in-law's house. My mom immediately, 20 seconds later, goes into her bedroom, comes out on her cell phone. Oh my god, I'm so excited. We're going to have a grandkid. Da, da, da. And we're all sitting there. Seriously? Like, we just said this. Oh, whatever. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's just Alice. She won't tell anybody. We're like, I legitimately just asked you not to do this. And you did the exact thing that I told you not to do. Oh, well, I also made the mistake of trusting her and sent her a photo of my wedding hairdo. She went around showing everybody. And when I asked her not to, she goes, it's just a hairdo. No. So, so she got no more pictures. And I even told her, I go, you know what? I can't trust you. You are getting no more pictures. From now on, I am treating you like a guest. I am sorry. You'll see what you see when you show up to the wedding. So it sounds like this weekend just triggered a lot of even just past stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to get into that too. People, we are doing a deep dive into Jackie's life. I got to suffer through it? We all do. (laughs) Well, and remember, you're not here to suffer. You're here to help get support. (laughs) True, true. So, you know what? If you guys have ever gone through any of this, you are not alone at all. Oh, absolutely. I'm right here with (laughs) you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, So, she'll also do stuff like where she calls up complaining and crying about a situation. And when I try to calm her down and I try to help fix the situation try to kind of smooth things over, she'll start yelling and say she didn't call to be lectured. And when I try to tell her I'm not lecturing her, I'm just trying to help, she'll get condescending telling me how rude my tone is and lecturing, even though I am purposely talking in a calm voice because honestly, that is the only way to talk to her. Again, she's like a child or an entitled teenager. You have to talk to her in a very calming manner, almost like you're sneaking up on her. And if you try to make her realize that she is, in fact, not the victim, but also at fault, she will completely shut you off because she never thinks she does anything wrong. Whatever happened was someone or something else's fault. It is never, never her. Yeah, and she'll also expect favors from people, even though those are usually done, you know, out of the kindness of your heart not because you were told to do them. And if you try to set a boundary with her and try to say no, like say that your dog has surgery and you just can't do it. 
And it's not because you don't want to. It's because, you know, you just can't. She gets mad at you for not doing the usually huge favor she is asking because she just doesn't want to do it herself. She doesn't care about the time that she's taking out of our day or the impact it has on our schedule. All she cares about is her own personal situation. Yeah, so, and I I was going to interrupt and say that it only applies to one, but this applies to everything. But let me guess, she expects you to do everything that she's not, though. Yeah. Where in regards to, oh, you can't say no, but if she says no, you have to respect it and you have to listen and you have to understand. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's exhausting. It really is. It sounds like it just keeps piling it up. It's so depressing. It's laughable at this point. Like, if we go somewhere, I don't know. I'm just going to throw out, like, our honeymoon. (laughs) She tells us to get her a gift or she will, quote unquote, be upset. And when we got her the gift, we took time from celebrating our honeymoon to go shopping for her. At her request, she was irritated that we didn't spend enough money or get her a giant super expensive gift. When we gave her that gift on Mother's Day, because that was the next time we saw her after our honeymoon. It wasn't good enough. No, no. Yeah, so when we saw her on Mother's Day, the gift we got her, it was a small, authentic-styled Mexican jewelry box. Which sounds gorgeous, by the way. It was. It was so adorable. And those aren't easy to travel, either. Sorry to interrupt, but, like, no. I brought souvenirs home for people. It takes up space in your luggage. You have to give care to packaging things, especially. Yeah, we had it on our carry-on. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's our luggage is already packed to the brim. <laughs> Yeah. As a female, I overpack. Or just as as me as a person, I overpack because I always want to be prepared. Or let's say you wanted to go shopping for yourself and you wanted to buy stuff for yourself. We didn't even go shopping for ourselves. We got ourselves a shot glass because we collect shot glasses. Well, Thomas collected shot glasses from everywhere he's been. And so that's what we do. We always make sure we get a shot glass. The waitress asked what she got when she walked over to take our order because we were at a restaurant. My mom's reply when she saw we didn't have another gift for her inside of it was, oh, just a box. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She constantly acts like she has no idea what's going on in our lives. Then when reminded that, hey, we did in fact talk to you and we told you everything that you were claiming to have, quote, forgotten, she gets mad and says, Well, how am I supposed to remember what you tell me? I don't fucking know. Listen. (laughs) I mean, there is a thought. Or, hey, stop calling me and text me. You'll have that shit in writing. Right? Receipts. No, and it's so hard when they... My mom does something similar where it's just like... She's just right. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Or, I'm not crazy. I did not dream up this conversation. In my head somewhere. Maybe it verbatim did not happen. That exact word for word. But I damn well know we had a conversation about X, Y, or Z. And you're just telling me, no, you didn't. You're lying. No, I never said that. See, my mom will do the things where she has these stories in her head. Like, there was something. I was with some people one time. And we were discussing or talking about something. I don't know. And I had told her about it. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you were with me. And I go, no, 
I was with a group of friends. Nuh-uh, I was there. Oh, I can assure you, you were not there. Well, whatever. I remember it this way. I go, well, it's wrong. Yeah, that's something that we're facing with my mother-in-law right now, where she does that exact thing. Well, I know this happened at the gym. When? When would you know that this happened at the fight gym? Well, because I was there. No, like we had a new kid show up at the fight gym. And I say we, even though I wasn't even there either. A new member showed up at the fight gym because my husband came home and was bitching about him because he did not stop talking and did not stop interrupting his practice. And my mother-in-law is like, no, he's been in before. No, he's never been in. He legitimately told us this was his very first time being in this gym. No, I remember him there. He was there and he was wearing this. No, you're you're literally thinking of someone else then because he legitimately said he didn't. Nope, it's my No, he was there. You're wrong. Stop correcting me. <laughs> so it oh, sounds like yeah. you and I have similar, but it's just building for you. Sounds like your mother is just taking so much of a strain on you right now. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, and then another thing. And this this has been going on. This has been going on for pretty much almost all of my life that she can never be happy for myself or others when something good happens because she literally thinks she deserves it more and it should have happened to her kind of like I said she's been the way almost my entire life I was never allowed to feel happy because she would take that away and tell me it should have been her so I would always end up feeling guilty rather than feeling happy for instance when I was 21 years old I bartended in Grafton, and I had went over to another bar that one of my really good friends was working at after I got off my shift. Yeah. And she was bartending, so I just sat down, and there was one other person in the bar. It was during the week, not a busy time. So I just sat down and just, you know, having a conversation with this person, just kind of shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. And toward the end, the guy was like, hey, there's a job opening at my place for a receptionist. Would you be interested in getting the job? It pays this amount an hour. And as a 21-year-old, I was like, yeah. Because at the time, it was $16 an hour. And this was... Oh, I'm going to age myself, you guys. And in today's money. (laughs) This was 13 years ago. So that was like a million dollars in today's money. Yeah. No, that legit was like 35 bucks an hour. (laughs) Yeah. So to me, I was like, "Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I can start any time. Plus, it was during the day, so it didn't really affect my bartending job. I could work both jobs. And I was so excited. And I was at home when I got the phone call that, hey, I talked to my boss. Come on in. We'll hire you. All you got to do is just fill out some paperwork. And I was so excited. And I told my mom, she legitimately was pissed off at me for getting this (laughs) job. Because it should have been her that got the job. She deserved it more. What? That's... And I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. That is what she said. It is so... She said it should have been her because she deserves it more than I do. And that just sucks. Like, I... It's so interesting because I was just talking to a couple clients about how much these people in our lives that are supposed to be there for us, like our parents, right? And supportive. And then just having these moments where you remember this and recognize, holy shit, you did so much damage... Mm-hmm. It is so hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with, with that being said, anytime I try to talk to her about the way she acts or how she was toward me growing up, she gets defensive, 
tells me I'm lying to shut up and then tries to turn everything back on me. I was never able to talk to her. And clearly, I still can't. She blames me for a lot of her problems that has happened that, I mean, they're completely out of my hand. I was a child. That's not my fault. It is not my burden to bear. No. It's so hard. Like, I'm proud of you for being able to recognize that, that it's not your burden to bear. But then also recognizing, huh, this is why I have such terrible anxiety. This is why I overthink everything. Well, I mean, no, I'm the same way too. But you know what I mean? Like, once again, recognizing why we have so much trauma and so many issues. And I actually forgot about that until just right now. And she's always, she's also said this before too, but what I'm going to, what I'm going to say is the reason why she always blamed me for her problems was because blaming me was always easier than realizing that the problems were in fact her, her choices, and her irresponsible ways. And she's even said it. She goes, sometimes it's just easier to blame you. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm glad it's easier for one of us. What? Or like she would be in the kitchen and drop something. And she'd be like, damn it, Jackie. And I was like, the fuck? I was like, I, as, as a child... My entire life, as she dropped something, she, like, always cursed my name. So one day, I was like, why are you yelling at me? I was in the other room. Because it's just easier to yell at you. Um, okay. Cool. No. It, no. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, I, I can't talk to her. She refuses to change her ways. She sees herself as perfect. Like, literally, she never thinks anything is her problem. She always thinks that it's like I said it's someone or something else even though her ways are what keep causing the issues around her but rather she expects everyone else to treat her like royalty solve her problems and let her keep playing the victim that she so desires to be and I'll be honest and this is going to sound really bad I actually have trouble buying her Mother's Day cards I literally I have to get her the most generic sounding ones because as much as I want to get her those kind, caring cards, I can't. What they say, I just, I don't feel. No. And I I hate that I feel that way and I feel so awful and I feel so, so guilty. I'm going to stop you for a second though. Your feelings are so valid though. You are turning them on yourself because... That's all you can do. You can't direct these emotions and this pain and this hurt towards your mother where they are well-deserved. And so right now you're putting it on yourself and saying, I'm a horrible person for not wanting to get her the nice card. When that's not true at all, when you have just alone in the last half an hour-ish of the podcast shared so many valid reasons as to why you feel that way. 1,000%. Yeah, and I know in my heart of hearts... That I am not the only person who's ever had to go through something like that. And it, it's hard. It is really hard. And I'll be honest. I have never sought out therapy. No. I've thought about it. But at that time, I actually wasn't able to afford it because it was while we were planning for our wedding. So all of our money, because we paid for it for ourselves, was going to that. Yeah. And I would spend uh, probably at least one or two nights a month just breaking down and crying because my mother was never there during the wedding planning process and it was horrible I felt alone I wasn't alone I had my now husband's entire side of his family his entire family was there for us every step of the way and they weren't just there for him 
They were there for me. They were checking in on me, seeing how I was doing. Everything that my own mother wasn't. And with everything being said, yep. my mom, yes, she was a single parent. And I was her only child. But it doesn't make anything of what I'd said okay. No. And I am so glad you're able to say that because it's so true. And I've been trying to not go into full therapist mode because obviously that is what's coming out of like let's dissect this and let's not throw Jackie through this whole episode was just a ruse to get your free therapy <laughs> let's not throw Jackie through <laughs> therapy on the podcast we can do that afterwards as we're debriefing it's our Patreon episode guys um, because there is that dual relationship my therapy session <laughs> but for real though like there is so much pain and I can 100% relate on not having family there when planning the wedding because I went through the exact same thing, which is so funny because that's how you supported me through my wedding planning the last few months. Well, I'm glad I could be there. Because I went through the exact same thing. I had the moments of getting off the phone with my mother or getting off the phone with my father and just sobbing or getting a text message from my future father-in-law, well, now current father-in-law, of saying, hey, how's it going? I want to do this for the wedding. Is that okay? And then realizing, oh my God, like you guys have been asking how I'm doing and my family sucks and it made it hurt so much more. Not to discount a single thing from the in-laws, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just made it hurt so much more that these people that have been in your life for how many years are showing more care and love than your own damn biological family. Yeah. And as a single parent with their only child who is getting married... You'd think she would want to have been a much larger part of the wedding rather than me literally having to force her to ask a simple question of, how's the wedding planning going? I had to have a full-on argument about that with her, about how she needed to at least pretend like she cared I was getting married. Right. And at that point, and I mean, maybe not for you. I hated to have I hate having any of those type of conversations where you have to ask for it or force it. Oh, yeah. Because then you know it's not genuine. No. And like I said, I had breakdowns. I would just spend like a good 10, 20 minutes just sobbing. And Tom was just like, "I I'm sorry. I there's I wish I could make it better. If there was anything I could do to take take your pain and your hurt away, I would." Can you tell me what to do? Gin and tonic, <laughs> vodka soda, rum and coke. I don't know. Surprise me. All of them. Hold me and tell me I'm going to be okay. <laughs> Pat my butt and feed me tacos. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real though. Well, and so uh, kind of bringing it back to this last weekend. So how are you going to approach it now with what just happened? And it sounds like a pretty, even though we got so side railed and went down memory lane. Sounds like it didn't end on a good note. There was no... Oh, there is no approaching it. I'm saying for yourself. Oh, for myself. Saying, no, I'm not going to approach her. That is a way to approach it. Like saying, I'm going to set the boundaries of, like I said, we don't know how this conflict ended. We got distracted. So maybe bring it back to. So we are setting boundaries. Okay. We are both tired of her ways and tired of dealing with the drama. We don't like it. It's for me to deal with it is one thing, but for my husband having to deal with this is not fair. And He's always there for me. He's always by my side. If I have an issue, he's right there to help me handle it. But I just think that for now, it's just best to have a little distance. Setting some boundaries. Yeah. Like today, she called up complaining about something. 
And again, I tried to talk to her about it and she refused to listen to me. And I told her, I go, hey, I listened to you. So now I need you to listen to me. She goes, well, I don't want to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to you. And I go, that's fine. Then don't call me. Good. She goes, fine, I won't. And hung up the phone. Which my challenge to you, which is how, not, not challenge, my encouragement for you. And that's the way that I phrase it to my clients. I'm not trying to make you a client. Is to <laughs> still hold that boundary. Remember that you're totally valid to set those boundaries. Even though we as humans, right? Especially when we've had the toxic family or relationships like you and I have both identified, especially you for today. We're so good at turning it on ourselves and that self-shaming aspect of, oh, well, I shouldn't do this. No, I should be the bigger person. I should be that. Why? It's almost like we're victim blaming ourselves. You're, you're villainizing yourself, taking away the valid aspect of basically the abuse that you've been taking and that you've been having to endure for years. Yep. So, I mean, and I've been, I just kind of been putting a little distance. Usually whenever she's like, we go over to his parents for a Sunday dinner every week. They invite us every week. So we go, I can't tell her about any time that I spend with his family because she gets mad. She's like, well, you never come over and spend time with me. And I say, well, they invite us over every week because they do. It's not a lie. And if they didn't invite us, we wouldn't go. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't have to invite you. And I go, well, we're not going to show up unannounced. No, absolutely not. But usually they're also like, when they do invite us, generally, because it's, it's just, it's not enjoyable to be around her. It's just not. She always tries to pick a fight or nitpick something. Her way of feeling better about herself is putting me down. The first time she met Tom, the first thing she did was insult me. She will put me down to make herself feel better. Yeah, no. And... I'm sorry that she feels that she has to do that, but I don't think she realizes that when she does it, it doesn't look bad on me. It looks bad on her that she's putting her daughter down to try to present herself in a better light. And that's not how that works. No. So when she asks us to come over, we usually do that. Oh, yes. We'll have to get together sometime soon. And we just leave it at that. Yeah. We're very good at just dealing with her. Yeah. Well, for yourself, I mean, setting the boundaries, putting that distance up, please keep doing it for your own damn mental health. Oh, yeah. And emotional health. And for, like you said, you want to do it for your husband, too, to help encourage this. Nothing says, there is no book that says, no rule that says, just because she texts you, call me. means that you actually have to call her right then. Or that day. Or whatever it may be. Oh, I don't. A lot of times, I'll say, I'll text her. What's up? And if she doesn't respond, then that's it. But I knew she was calling about Father's Day and Grandpa. Yeah. So that's 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 why I called her back. But yeah, normally if she says call me, I just text her, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm eating. What's up? We're watching a movie. What's up? And if she doesn't respond, then she didn't want anything. Because it comes down to it. If it was important enough for a phone call in the first place, she would call. Like, say that if you were to text me or whatever and say, call me, that's one thing. She always does it. And when I call her, she's like, oh, I didn't want anything. I just wanted to say hi. I'm like, yeah, well, why didn't you just text that? I don't like texting. Okay, well, I don't like calling. Well, that's too bad. No, it's not. Click. Actually, I don't, I don't do that. But I'm just like, hey, you know what? You can't always get your way. You have to compromise. If you want to get a hold of me, then you need to get a hold of me in the way I want to be gotten a hold of. 
Just like if I want to get a hold of you, I know to call you because you don't want to text. But if you want to get a hold of me, well, then text me. It's compromising. It has to go both ways. That is exactly what I was just thinking. I was like, it is a relationship. It is a two-way give-and-take aspect. I would encourage, from my own personal experience, not even because this is my profession, if you have the time or financials, and this goes to everybody dealing with family issues or whatever, seek out a therapist. (laughs) Because a lot of the time, even if we don't want to, they will highlight how it is truly affecting you a lot more than we think. Yeah, there are probably definitely some areas where talking talking to a counselor probably would work. But I have a really bad feeling they'd be like, well, can you bring your mom in? Uh, no. No, I can't. Not because I don't want to, because it would literally be pointless. And so, well, and that's where I would just set the boundary with the therapist. I, myself, as your co-host, appreciate you bringing this in to therapy. Not to therapy, to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just, I just got kicked so dang hard by this child inside me that it literally made me flinch. I know you saw that. I did. I was like, is she cringing at something I said? Then I was like, oh, wait, no, no, no. Baby Charlie. No, I have. Yes, I have my little girl just beating the crap out of me. Holy crap. (laughs) But I appreciate you sharing with us on this episode, by the way, just jumping in. Yeah. uh, And man, I'm sorry. This is this is a long episode and it's kind of a it's a lot less lighthearted than normally, but yeah, that is, that is some insights. It's a lot of insight into me and just kind of like where I come from. I have, and my family also does this. We use jokes and comedy as a way of dealing with issues. I like to actually address certain issues. My family will never address an issue. Everything is a joke to them. But sometimes it is nice to make light of like, you know, this, there's, there's never going to be any resolving this issue. No. Well, and I do appreciate you bringing in the heavier topic to the podcast because I plan to at some point, I know I feel like I have already, um, even if I've kept it more surface, but I also want to encourage our listeners that if you are writing in or sending it in, there is no topic that is off limits. No. Right. We said that at our very first promo episode that we are here to listen. We are here to discuss this. If it is one of those situations where you may feel like you're going through this alone or going through some of these hard situations on your own or that you're a unique case, recognizing a part of this podcast is realizing that we can relate to each other. No, it's not going to be your exact experience because no one can, but we're able to support. We want to be here to support yeah. and relate. We are here for you. We're going to open ourselves up just as we want you to open yourselves up to us. Yeah. As much as you want or as little as you want. No subject too big, no subject too small. Exactly. Whether it be venting about people being annoying over a car (laughs) that they just keep calling you about to deeper family issues. Like a mom or a parent who blames you for everything, even if you aren't there. So the pandemic was your fault. I mean, I really didn't want to say anything, but... Yeah, that was my bad, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Whoopsie. But, yeah, like, my mom still, during the pandemic, wanted to go out to the bars. She didn't seem to care. She didn't think anything was going to affect her. Because nobody fucking knows why. She's who she is. 
But she would also, at the same time, while she was going out to the bars where mask mandates weren't in effect, was posting on her Facebook for everyone to stay home, wear their masks, care about other people, blah, blah, blah. So like one day I was like, how are you able to go out to the bars all the time oh, yeah. while still preaching on Facebook about staying home and wearing a mask? If you aren't going to follow it, don't preach it. Preach what you follow. Don't go out to the bars and probably while she's at the bar, be posting on Facebook, stay home, save a life, wear your mask. Seriously? No, that that reminds me of like, and this is once again, y'all have your own opinions, stuff like that. That's like my friend who is an anti-vaxxer who will not vaccinate her child sending me YouTube videos and articles about how to stay safe during the pandemic and how to wash your groceries when you pick them up and how to do this and how to do that. And I'm thinking, excuse me, can we go back to pre-pandemic time when you won't get your child vaccinated? Because, I mean, I am, and I will put my beliefs out there, I am pro-vaccinations. I feel like they're positive. I know that there's a lot of research. People are like, oh, well, this came out. First off, the guy that said there's a lot of research, quote-unquote, I should say that. There's a lot of quote-unquote research. The guy that claimed that vaccinations cause autism, if y'all don't know this, did come out and retracted that statement and said, I lied. There is a Penn and Teller bullshit episode. I don't know if they're still free, but there's a Penn and Teller bullshit episode on anti-vaxxers and everything he said. That man was paid by people to spout anti-vax bullshit that he later had to retract. Propaganda. <laughs> propaganda that he later had to retract. Stop using him as your guideline. And you know what? Stop using Facebook keyboard warriors they've looked up some random articles that were written by other keyboard warriors people please trust your doctors please trust the science please don't trust that lady that has too much time at home she doesn't know what she's talking about if you follow it and do the research and look at the articles that they are getting their quotes from they're not scientific medical based research articles basically yes do not let your research stop at the first article you see. No. Keep Do going. not let your research stop at the first website that you pull up that is pro your opinion and your belief system. Please try to stay on .org or .edu articles if you're going to get your information from the internet. Check your sources, please. Yes. That, <laughs> that reminds me, and this is totally off track, that reminds me of like a great dad joke that I heard oh my gosh yesterday please do it I love where it's (laughs) what do you call a doctor who got their medical degree online what google docs Ooh, (laughs) I like it I was like Tess coming in with the dad jokes yeah (laughs) but for real people I mean I had to learn it the hard way of being in research graduate program classes to recognize how many illegitimate fake sources there are on the internet about quote-unquote factual information. Basically, please cite your sources. And I know we went way off track from other stuff, but... No, it's okay. And I got a, I got a fun one. I tweeted about it one day. So I was like, why haven't the people who think that COVID is a hoax started calling the vaccine the hoaxy-poaxy? 
they really dropped the ball on that one. And I stand by that joke, by the way, people. Still proud of it. Not ashamed. Oh, you should be. Oh, you should be. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) According to Tom, I should be ashamed of a lot of my jokes, but he's my favorite joke. Oh, I'm just kidding. I love you so much. (laughs) Please don't stop making me drinks. Please don't spit it. (laughs) Please don't leave me. I hate for you to have to move out. I'm not going anywhere. I'm keeping the animals too. Am yes, and I'm keeping the drinks and the food in the refrigerator because I don't want to go to the store. Also, can you keep making the mortgage payments? Thank you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> okay. Well, on that shift, do we want to start? Sure. I do not feel like sharding, but you go right ahead. <laughs> do we want to? start shifting and i hope you keep that in when you edit this um, <laughs> oh it's not going do anywhere you want to start shifting into our wholesome moments for the week i think we could use some wholesome moments yes let's do this <laughs> tess what is your wholesome moment my dear well considering that you've been seeing me flinch and <laughs> wince in pain this may sound like a weird wholesome moment i am into that fun point of pregnancy of ooh. Ow, she knows I'm talking about her because, jeez, where we can now see my belly move from the outside when she moves. That's so creepy. (laughs) There is the creepy points from like, when is the head going to pop out? But then there's other points where it can be really fun. Um, Like I will put my phone on my belly and watch it jump and like move legitimately. And it's not just like moving with breathing. It's like legit like, whoop. That's, I'm sorry, that's crazy. I don't, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird, but it's, it actually really is a cool feeling. Another one is that yesterday while we were hanging out watching Lucifer, it was either yesterday or Saturday, my husband actually got to feel her have the hiccups for the first time, which I don't think people realize that you can feel the baby have the hiccups. I mean, I don't even love myself having hiccups. How does it feel when something inside of you is having hiccups and you can't stop it? Oh, I love it a hundred times more than me having hiccups. I hate having the hiccups it makes me nauseous it makes me so grumpy immediately like if you want to piss me off somehow make me have the hiccups i hate the hiccups it feels so cool to know that that's what's happening so i love that as my wholesome moment i did want to add this on and i know it's not quite wholesome moment ish but it's related i also just want to be aware to all the women and mothers that have lost babies or are infertile or unable to procreate to listeners that may be in that boat that I do recognize and acknowledge that. I in no way want to make you feel bad when I am talking about my pregnancy. I am actually certified and trained in maternal fetal medicine. And that is something that we discuss a lot within my focus groups of how do you be cognizant towards others that have struggled with that. And so I want to put that out there where I hope that it is not, if you have struggled first off, I am so sorry for that, and I encourage that you are, and I hope that you are making through it in the best way that you can, but I do not want to seem like I am insensitive and just bragging about the pregnancy piece, because I myself have gone through my own miscarriages and losses in regards to this, so it is an excitement piece for me, but, and sorry, I know that got, like, really serious all of a sudden, and we were supposed to be jumping into wholesome and happiness. (laughs) No, 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 I, I think, I think what you just said was wonderful. And so I just want to put that out there that we are that I am acknowledging that, and Jackie is very aware and acknowledging that too. Yes. Because that is one of those sensitivity topics 
that I feel like we as society are not aware enough of. I think a lot of people are, and I don't use this term lightly, I think they're ignorant mm-hmm. in a lot of ways to how to, on like, like perceptions. Yes. People are so quick, especially when you're married, to ask if or when you're going to have a family. And I know we've brought this up before. They never stop to think of, well, what if they can't? What if they're unable? Some people may not be able. Some people may have just suffered a loss. So before you walk up and ask if or when someone's going to have a child, maybe don't. Yeah. We need to stop ourselves from doing that because you know what? Not everybody wants kids. No. Not everybody can have kids. Yeah. Well, and their reasons for not wanting or having them don't need to be public knowledge. You know what I mean? It could just be as simple as I don't want to to... I have a very severe family history of X, Y, and Z, whether it be medical conditions or personal loss, that has made me not want to have children. Exactly. And kind of a little on the subject, when someone's at a party and you offer them a drink and they say, I don't drink or I'm not drinking, don't ask why. Don't interrogate them. Just say, okay, and then offer them a non-alcoholic drink. Again, you don't know their struggles. Yeah. They may not be ready to admit it. Like someone who just suffered a loss of a child may not want to talk about it. Yeah. It's not your business. Don't cry. Just say okay and keep going. Exactly. So, yes, my wholesome moment is about my pregnancy because it's fun. I can say today also I'm trying to have this be my wholesome moment because she has literally kicked the shit out of me today. (laughs) She's really testing that wholesome moment. She's really hurting. (laughs) Today, I feel like my stomach is up towards my heart, which my diaphragm is up pressed right up against, and it's harder to breathe, and it's it's complicated. I'm so glad you spent the last hour talking then. <laughs> what better to do when you can't breathe than keep talking? Hey, what do I do for work all day? I talk <laughs> to people. Wait, I thought therapists listen. We do both. <sighs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We do both. Especially when you have very honorary. 12-year-olds in your office that refuse to talk to you. 12-year-olds are ornery, but they're so perfect and know everything. What? (laughs) How are me surprised? Especially when they're mad that you say, yes, you are starting family therapy with your father next week. You no longer have a choice, and she decides to be silent. Mm. Yes, she does have a choice. (laughs) It is fun. You're getting paid either way. (laughs) What is your wholesome moment? So my wholesome moment is also apparently embarrassing to me because it's something I haven't done as a (coughs) 34-year-old woman. (laughs) I was like, wait, what are you choking on? You haven't taken a drink in a second. Choking on that age, that is. Age is just a number. Not fun to admit, is it, though? Yes. Age must be just a number because I feel old as shit some days. I'm like, am I 34? (laughs) I feel, feel like I'm probably in my 80s. My bones crack. I hurt when I sit. I can't see. I also want to go back to, I have a theory, therapeutically, that there is a biological age versus an experiential age. We experience things that mature us sometimes. (laughs) I have to straighten my legs out and it's like, pop, pop. Oh, I made a Rice Krispies. That's what I claim. I just ate too many Rice Krispies as a kid. (laughs) Snap, crackle, pop all the time. So the other day, Tom and I were sitting watching... I'm going to guess Below Deck Mediterranean. 
We watch all three. Below Deck, Below Deck Mediterranean, and Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Okay. They're actually good. Give it a chance, guys. It's on Bravo. So I think they were shotgunning a beer. And I look over and I go, did I ever tell you I've never shotgunned a beer before? What? And the look he gave Yeah, the look he gave me just baffled. Completely like I had just like struck him upside the head. He was shocked. I'm baffled. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> I've never shotgunned a beer. I don't know. I've done a cake stand. I've never done a beer funnel either. Uh okay. If I'm gonna do a cake stand, I'd like to be the first one to do it, you know, because like germs and stuff. Yes. And he was like, I, I can't believe you've never shotgunned a beer. I was like, well, I haven't. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> Out of anything I could have disappointed you with, that's what you're disappointed with? That's what you're going with? Winning. You know what? <laughs> Take it as a win. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the kitchen. He's outside barbecuing bratwurst or grilling up bratwurst. I'm in the kitchen making pasta salad, the main item on the menu. Comes inside, grabs a beer, hands it to me. And I was like, oh, that's nice grabs himself a beer and I was like okay something's happening <laughs> grabs my car keys and I was like I see what you're doing <laughs> of course I play dumb I'm like oh no what are we doing and we kind of scooby-doo it outside okay <laughs> <laughs> I know he's trying to surprise me so I'm gonna let him surprise me not a monster but get outside he's like I'm gonna teach you how to shotgun a beer and I was like what I'm so surprised by this I did not see this coming how to remind him Hey, I belong to a beer drinking group on Facebook because I was invited and it's just kind of entertaining to watch. I was like, all they do is shotgun beers. I know how to do it. I've just never done it. So I got to shotgun my first beer this week. Yay. Did you choke? So exciting. No, I didn't. Did you finish it? I did. Good for you. And then I burped very loud <laughs> and it felt amazing. No, and the funny thing is when people find out my, my husband's a lawyer, they're like, Oh, I bet he can teach you a thing or two. So now I get to be like, yeah, teach me how to shotgun a beer. <laughs> See, and what I love about this is that, once again, you are not alone. And Tom is not alone. Because I side with Tom on this one of being like, what in the hell? How have you not shotgunned a beer yet in your life? <laughs> but also, this has been something that has I've seen pop up within my friend group and then on Facebook and stuff multiple times over the past few months. Are these people being like, I've never shotgunned a beer. I just always thought I wouldn't be able to do it. Where as a closing part of my brother's rugby team, who was sponsored by PBR. Nice. For years. They would have five members of each team line up and they would go down the line and shotgun the beer. Oh, okay. It's cool. It's fun. And it was whoever team, whatever team finished their beers first had like an honorary win, even if they didn't win the game. Nice. Kind of like flip cup but shotgun and then also being a ski bum and everything else shotgun and beers has been a thing my entire life so you are not alone <laughs> i am glad you have experienced your first shotgunning of a beer yeah and after this episode i may have to go shotgun my second beer perfect <laughs> do it <laughs> alcohol is a good response to emotional distress it fixes everything. in moderation <laughs> in moderation getting hammered tonight tess you know what? You're a therapist and you said it fixes things, so fixes things. No. Thanks for your blessing. In moderation. Thank you for your blessing. <laughs> Just like eating your feelings. In moderation. Have a bad day at work. Eat the whole bag of Wanna chips. Want to grab yourself some chicken nuggets on the way home? Go for it. Don't do it every yes. night. Get that 20 pack. It's so much cheaper. It really is. I do love your 
wholesome moment, though. It makes me happy. <laughs> it made me happy, too. Wish Tom would have recorded it. I don't. You could have <laughs> made a TikTok out of it. I made my first TikTok video tonight. Ew. It didn't go great. <laughs> I will say I did filter it. Oh. Gave myself pink hair. Oh. As, as of now. And it's been up for like three and a half hours. It's been up for three hours. And it has. Are you ready? Oh shit, has 14 views. I expected zero, like the last one I put out. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. No likes. No likes, just views. It's okay, huh? Oh, it has one, it has one like, but 14 views. So. Is it Tom that liked it? No, he doesn't have TikTok. He was actually ashamed of me for getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I once again side with Tom. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, first video, please be kind. <laughs> Please be kind. Please don't rake me over the coals, people. I know. I'm old. Whatever. Just give me my hard candy and send me on my way. I love hard candy. Give me that Warther's original. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> guys. On that note, I think we are going to wrap up whatever episode this is. Thank you for being here with us and for listening. We appreciate all the support always. Yes, we really do. Hopefully, we're starting to pull you in a little bit. Please subscribe, rate, review. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Don't tell our families, though. Oh, yeah. I still haven't told nope. most people. <laughs> I've told my best friend and my husband about this podcast. I accidentally posted our most recent episode on my personal Twitter. I was like, holy shit. Because I, I didn't realize until seven hours later. I was like, oh, fuck. So my mom yes. follows me on Twitter. <laughs> well, maybe this will be the wake-up call she needs. Oh, no. I, I can't even deal with that phone call. I can't even deal with that whole, hey, call me. No. Yeah, no. But anywho, thanks guys. Hope you have a good rest of your however much is left in this day, this week for you. This month, holy crap. How are we at, like, almost to July? It's finally summer, even though it's been 100 degrees for a while. I just realized that we are less than two weeks out from the 4th of July, and I almost choked on my water when I realized that today. Huh. I thought we were, oh. I thought we were like three weeks out, but okay. Nope. I was doing, I was talking to clients. I'm like, oh yeah, next Monday I have a mandatory training for work. Gross. And then the following Monday I was like, and we, oh, we're out of the office in observation of the 4th of July. Hey-oh. <laughs> so. This is my first 4th of July I actually get to celebrate because I'm not working. I've always worked 4th of July. Ooh. Always. On that note. I'm so excited. On that note, let's. We have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end on that and see what plans we can come up with over the next week so you can tell us what you decide to plan for the next 4th of July. I'll probably be at home. It's my favorite place to be. Alcohol. Woo, free. Well, I mean, we got to pay for it at the store, but much cheaper than a bar. <laughs> okay. Have a good night, guys. Thank you for listening. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Email us at unleashednojudge at gmail.com with any ideas, stories, feedback, or just anything that you would like to discuss with us. Again, that is unleashednojudge at gmail.com. U-N-L-E-A-S-H-E-D-N-O-J-U-D-G-E at gmail.com.